Hello and welcome back to Curiously Polar. This is Chris Marquardt and on the other side of the line is Henry. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. After we had a second start for this recording and the technical <laughs> problems are hopefully all solved. Solved and sorted. Uh, I think we can start now. <sighs> so, um, <laughs> let's, let's, look, let's look at part three of the Voices of the North. You brought us more music. I did, but for the very first um, introductional moments, I would just try to draw all the attention to the number of the episode. Oh, oh, 100. 100! We are wait. old. We are wait. officially old. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this was a celebratory uh, whistle. What, how do you call these things? I don't know. So that, that was the official, the official celebration. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic. Like we made it. Really we are great. now uh, 100 years old. Uh, and um, I just try to, to figure out... Um, I joined you on episode number 44. So it's 66 technically, but it was 65 episodes we did together so far. This is, yeah, the, the whole thing, I mean, the, the whole podcasting thing in general is just has been such an amazing ride with all the different productions that I'm involved in and being able to especially now in times of uh, COVID and so on, uh, and being able to do this in a remote setting to um, deliver this to everyone. Um, it is simply uh, uh, simply awesome. That medium of podcasts is very, very awesome. I'm very happy that I found this 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just joined recently on this ride. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad and really happy. And... Um, Despite this one mysterious episode that just disappeared in oh. the abyss of podcasting, <laughs> we had amazing 65 episodes. Oh, 64, because we are currently recording 65, which is 100. So Okay, so back to... <laughs> we're not making doing anything special here, just so you know. Um, back to the Every actual... Every episode is special. That's true. That's very true. Um, so, yeah, let's get back into the uh, topic of today, Voices of the North. You brought us, the, the title is one of the beauty of the yoiks. I've never heard that word before, <laughs> other than in a, in a cartoonish context. But what is a yoik? Are we going to learn that you, from you? Yes, you will learn that. But you also will probably be reminded of uh, South and German or Alpine tradition a little later, which might be similar. However, let's start in the beginning. The, the, the first, uh, the past two episodes, we had this beautiful insight in um, two different, but at the same time, similar Inuit traditions from Nunavut in Greenland. The Aqualux music and uh, the Ulo label, yes. Ulo label, exactly. Today, we don't focus on a, on a particular label. We, for, we, we just try to... Put, uh, to um, focus on that particular music tradition. And since the Inuit are kind of the icon of the indigenous people of the Arctic, uh, it would be quite logical to move on to other Inuit cultures because they are spread further away. But I would love to move further east and talk about 
uh, indigenous group that usually is forgotten in the perception of the Arctic. And I talk about the Sami people. So what do you know about the Sami people? Not a lot. R rather nothing, I guess, other than their name. But that's, uh, that's pretty much it. So that's how much forgotten they are. Um, so tell most us a bit about people would, would connect the Sami people with a term called Lapland yes. in, in Finland, right? But to be fair, the Sami are not only connected to Lapland. It's one part they are um, living in. That's why they used to be called Laps in, in English. Um, but that's a little bit too much. I start um, a little earlier. Um, those people have been known as Laps and Laplanders historically because the cultural region used to be called Lapland is called Sopmi today. Okay. Um, traditionally inhabited by Sami people. The Sopmi refers, refers to that area where they traditionally um, have lived, but that's not only... Um, so those areas not only um, inhabit Sami people, so that overlaps with other regions and other definitions. So it is primarily in a region called Fenoskandia, which is the north of uh, Scandinavia and goes all the way into uh, Russia, the Kola Peninsula as well. So we have um, Sami people um, inhabiting the northern parts of Norway, Sweden, Finland, and the Kola Peninsula of the Murmansk Oblast of Russia. So the Sami are not exclusive in those regions. So they actually share those areas with other people. And in fact, the Sami people are estimated to only make up two and a half to five percent of the total population of the Sami area. The Sami languages, however, form a branch of Uralic language family. And that is very, very um, interesting because that includes Hungarian and Finnic and is sometimes also referred to as Finno-Ugric. So that's a, it's a lot to take in. So just imagine that Finnish language and Hungarian language, they are close connected, so that's one language family. And the Sami language package or language family, which contains a number of, um, of uh, languages, has their roots in that branch. So it's not a Germanic language like the Scandinavian languages. It's a Finno-Ugric, a Uralic language. Anyhow, the Sami people are spread over a large area, quite similar to the Inuit. But um, even though they are not spread as far as the Inuit, they have inhabited the northern Arctic and subarctic regions of um, Scandinavia for more than three and a half thousand years. And it's believed that they have been living there before, um, have been living before that in the Finno-Ugric homeland. So they have been traveling from further east within Russia towards Scandinavia. They're, they counted among the Arctic peoples and are members of um, several different circumpolar groups, especially the indigenous peoples uh, groups in the Arctic. But they have formed a very certain um, tradition, very certain um, culture traditions. But because 
Norway and Sweden or the Nor Norwegian and Swedish authorities have um, considered the Sami to be backward and primitive people and not being civilized, they have uh, forced them to withdraw from their cultures and to integrate in Norwegian, uh, Swedish and Finnish cultures. So we have, especially in, Swe uh, in Norway, we have a period of um, Norwegianization Norwegianization, where there is actually um, a big attempt of getting rid of all other influences than Norwegian. To make up for that past suppression, the authorities of those three countries, Norway, Sweden and Finland, they make a very big effort nowadays to build up Sami cultural institutions and promote the Sami culture as well as the Sami languages. And that current uh, revitalism of the Sami culture has grown strong and we actually see a lot of um, Sami influences especially in the music in Scandinavian music and that's actually what I would love to come to finally this episode mainly is about the musical traditions and a very characteristic feature of Sami musical traditions is the singing of yoik and as you already asked yeah what is yoik what, what actually <laughs> is a yoik yoiks are song chants and they are traditionally sung a cappella usually sung slowly and deep in the throat with an emotional content of sorrow or anger and in a way it is similar to the inuit throat singing and at the same time it isn't using the voice and forming sounds deep in the throat might appear similar The outcome and performance, however, is completely different. So if you have still the song snippets from the last episodes in mind, that's a very good orientation. But a little later, we come to uh, examples of what yoiks actually are. But let's explain it a little bit more um, in detail. The yoik is um, the singing tradition of the Sami and is considered to be ancient with roots presumably in prehistoric times so really really old it's unique to the sami culture and it has something that's very unique among european singing traditions but as the sami culture has has had no written language in the past the origins of yoinking is not really documented so we don't really know how old it actually is but according to oral traditions the fairies and elves of the Arctic lands gave the yoiks to the Sami people. So there is a strong belief in something spiritual, overnatural. So the singing tradi uh, tradition is characterized by a special vocal technology and that utilizes almost the entire range of human natural vocal potential. And that's very similar to what we've seen with the Inuit throat singing. It just goes a huge range. It's not only very deep, it can go quite high. However, usually it was um, not accompanied by instrumentation. So the, the original version of, uh, of yoinking was just vocal. The use of words could vary from one region to another because the languages also varied. But a yoink was something very, very personal. The melodies with regular rhythmic and melodic patterns could often be 
very freely interpreted and improvised. So it's not really words laying behind that, but more emotions. So Joink was a form of storytelling, of also of dealing with emotions. There's a lot of research about uh, Joinks, and that's something very, very special when you dive a little bit into the cultures of uh, of the Arctic, then it's very difficult at some points to find uh, research about, especially musical traditions in those um, circumpolar indigenous groups. The Sami are very, very well researched and very well covered. Reason for that, of course, is they are um, an important part of cultures of three major European countries, Norway, Sweden, and Finland. So those countries have put a lot of effort into uh, cultural research and also um, keeping that those cultures alive because that's part of their um, national history. And in that case, actually, a transnational history. So a very, um, very special thing here as well. However... Some parts of that research actually, mm, they come up with a theory that the Joiks have a very prominent role in the health and resilience of the Sami culture, giving the Sami a very um, significant difference compared to other indigenous people in the Arctic. So singing and performing the Joik is considered to be part of the health process of Sami people. That's very interesting when we um, compare that to the shaman, uh, shamanism we have, especially with the throat singing of uh, Inuit in uh, Eastern Greenland, which is also considered to be um, kind of not only um, important part in the shamanism, but also in the um, resolvement of, of disputes, if you remember. Uh, you had this oh, yes. uh, competition. Uh? Yes, However, most commonly referred form of yoik is a direct um, vocal expression. So it's a it's a solo performance, and it's about what the joiker perceives at that given moment. So there is no lyrics behind that. So emotions, landscapes, um, animals, birds, other peoples, all of that can be can be joiked. Uh, There's typical uh, typically um, one subject. Um, that's this one subject of importance to the singer, but it can also vary within the joik, so from the starting to the end. They can be dedicated to animals, to birds, to special people, to special occasions, and they can be joyous, they can be sad, they can be melancholic, so it, it varies as the human nature does. They often are based on a syllabic um, improvisation, so they are, as I said, have no written lyrics, but that they transport the emotion. They often accompany daily living and moods, continuously similar to sonic painting of the joiker's mind, if you will. So, a, a researcher has put it in words and said the the, the Sami um, joik that covers everything that belongs to human life. And this is particularly interesting because it's um, when when we see songs. Um, song structures today, modern song structures, you have songs about everything in in life, but you don't have that 
um, within one song where you actually, um, yeah, just condense all those emotion into that. And according to joikers, you do not joik about something, you joik a thing itself. So, so you become part of that itself. So, so joiking is a verb. It's not you perform a joik or you sing a joik, but it is you joik. Or, or do it's, we it's know? It's a noun and a verb. It's a noun and a, and a, and a verb. It's uh, the joik or the joiks, mm -hmm. but it's also joiking. But, cool. Uh, you, you can joik. Yeah. So it's, um, it can be both, <laughs> at least to my understanding. So okay. um, I, I read actually a couple of uh, those research papers, and it's interesting to see um, how often those research papers start with a personal story. So the researcher actually starts with a story told by one of his Sami friends. And that gives you the idea of uh, where this tradition started from, um, oral tradition um, combined with a lot of emotion. And then you have actually joiks about people. And in northern areas, each person often has their own joik, something that's given to them at birth. So it's a very, very personal and representative, like like a name, actually. But some of those people actually have several joiks on their on their behalf, so um, given by different people. And that also shows a development of that person, and that's um, or the perception of different people of that um, particular person. That's also very special. But you can see that the joy can be seen as kind of an act of creation. It's a thing of self-expression. It can be a way of recalling something or someone, or um, it just is kind of a musical name to something or someone. So it's it's really difficult to grasp and to explain. But when missing a person or a place, joinking the joik belonging to that missed object or person, that gives you a feeling of it. So you, it connects you to that person. You can just dive into it. You can just become one with that. It's a common way of seeing people around you. Instead of saying nice things, you just joik them. And that's particularly interesting in that um, cultural context. So you, you have that tone painting tradition, but joikers regard joiking as a form of direct com uh, communication with like the, the, the innermost being of you. Yeah, of, of that, not of yourself as, the, as a joiker, but the person or the object you're joiking about. So it's kind of a connection with Mother Nature in all of its forms, if you like. And I would love to just have a quick listen into a joik. And that particular one is um, called Joik of the Wind. It's uh, performed by Sophia Janok, which is a Sami singer. She's performing since she's 11 and has this wonderful Joik of the Wind. And... I would really love to give you more ideas and impressions about uh, joiking because it can be so diverse and those traditional recordings are just amazing when you have like 20 different joiks from uh, four different people, when you actually see how close they are but how different they also are. But since the Sami are nowadays very well integrated um, into their um, nations, you also have a very well uh, cultural integration. That also means that those um, cultural parts are very well connected to the monetization stream which we have in the in culture, and that's pretty a, a pretty good thing. So, Sami artists 
actually can make a living from their art, from their culture, from their handicraft, which is good on one side. On the other side, it puts a lot into the way of people like us, you and me, hmm. um, because the right clearance for um, particular musical pieces we wanted to show as a snippet to to you folks out there was really really difficult for a not-for-profit podcast that's available for free out there because we don't have a budget to spend on on musical clearance and nobody earns a profit from that so for us as my understanding it is and i think that's also yours chris we just um draw attention we are a promotion uh platform in that way to those traditional musics but also modern popular music and that's that gives a, pu a publicity to to yeah a performance to, to to an art which usually wouldn't be there to some of you folks out there yeah it, it is difficult uh because we're not earning any money with what we're doing here to to then pay royalties for uh for pieces so uh, but you have tracked down something that we can I have play. tracked down this live recording so actually um, what we what we did now, we just approached tourists, um, have been on our trips or just um, uh, randomly available um, material. So we actually got back to, to tourists who filmed um, performances in Mother Nature. And um, one of those performances is actually The Joy of the Wind by Sophia Janak. And that's actually already quite some years old. But here... Have a listen on an example of the joy of the wind.
this is the kind of music that at the end I kind of just need a few seconds to let it settle, you know. Indeed, indeed. Yes, it's very varied, very varied, very um, gr a great variety of different sounds and the, the voice is amazing. And you have this very, very subtle drum mm -hmm. which sets in halfway through it, but you also get an idea where this story of fairies and elves comes from, yeah, where this belief of um, where the joik originates from comes from. So it is a very elf-like singing. Um, but to get an idea about the, the variety, we have a second joint that uh, joint that includes um, an instrument, a reindeer skin drum, which also reminds me a little bit on the um, or to the enemy drum, which we had in the last two episodes, or especially in the last one. And that's um, a, so uh, a joint from... From Nor uh, from a Norway reindeer Sami. So let's have a listen. You can hear the difference in that. Yes. Oh, right? definitely, definitely. That's much more repetitive. It's much more active. But can you hear also the similarities with uh, the Inuit throat singing we had the, the last week? Uh, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. some, some, somewhat similar in terms of the, I think the structure. That's yeah, you the have right this, term. this. Exactly. You have this kind of a repetition of um, sound structures in there. Um, but you have a different variety in uh, in the tonality there. That's what I found going through a, a couple of them. But um, historically, the joik was also used as part of the shamanistic healing rituals. And because of that, 
it was um, banned as sorcery during the early 17th century. So Christian missionaries associated joy with pre-Christian heathen ceremonies and condemned that as serving the devil. And because what we've heard now, it's not like the the original joinking. It's not like the um, the uh, traditional singing you have heard in both songs and both snippets. You've heard the the drum in there, the musical instrument just that accompanied joints in recent years. So it was sung a cappella um, historically. The only traditional Sami instrument that, that uh, was sometimes used is uh, the fatno flute. So that's made from uh, angelica ashangelica stems. So it's a it's a um, a plant which also was used for um, for healing and small hand drums. So we've heard two drums, uh, two different drums, a, a, large, a slightly larger one and a smaller one. And you could hear uh, the larger ones much deeper. And the last one was more um, was a bit smaller. The original joik was practiced in different forms all over the Sami inhabited area. During the assimilation process of the Sami culture, joik, as uh, well as many other traditional features and cultural features of the Sami, were weakened and have almost disappeared. But the societal and cultural development of what we call modernity um, has actually helped to maintain the joik and form that into something modern. So it has changed um, also the, the extent to which joik is used nowadays. So the, the particular vocal characteristics and the ancient history and the still living tradition within uh, the Sami culture, that's still um, maintained in the joiks. And today we have a very, very lively uh, musical culture of Sami artists who are proud to sing in their uh, languages and who, to, who integrate um, joiking very, very um, actively in their songs, much more active than throat singing, for example, is integrated in modern Greenlandic music. And even though we have a big influence of um, your modern West, um, your Western music, we still have this very dominant uh, joinking element in there. And one of the researchers, uh, Richard Jones Bamman, um, who has a very nice way to say that, he just said, Joinking effectively collapses time. Not all Sami can perform joik, but knowledge of the genre is a key symbol of Sami communal identity. Even though its existence was long denied in public pronouncements, joik has continued to be practiced and heard. And that's like the key element of why joinking is so popular today in Sami culture. And it's popular through all of the um, Sapme area. So, as an example of uh, modern joik, serves um, this this what we've heard the joik of the wind. So, it's a it is already a modern interpretation of what used to be the traditional joiking. It added already instrumentation, but it's also um, how to say it, it's very difficult to put if you can't listen to the traditional um, joiks, but please feel free to be invited to go up to YouTube and have a look. We put um, a link in our show notes 
of um, recordings of traditional uh, joics because there is something up there on on YouTube which we would love to have uh, played to you, but um, but we couldn't. <laughs> but we couldn't exactly. Yes. <laughs> but we can send a link in there so you actually can have a listen um, on your own. But the most important issue is to be considered in this regard is the shift in the function of the joik. It's it's moving from from a means of personal identification with a small interpretative collective to a um, to a symbol of group identification. So today it's more um, a summarizing symbol of the Sami culture as an evidence by its uh, frequent public um, display than it is used to be more like this personal, spiritual uh, thing. It's um, like the joinking traditions, they are being um, revitalized. And this growing awareness, which we have in, in our generation, that even helps to maintain those traditions, but develop them at the same time. So for, for modern Sami artists, the joint philosophy remains the base of their own personal work so they delicately blend those old vocal traditions with genres like pop electronic jazz and uh the the, the south sami singer maria mortensen has put it in uh, very nice words joik is like a whole philosophy it's about the connection with nature and the people around you when i joik my head gets filled with images and i feel that i travel either to a place or into the soul of the person I'm joining. So to close this episode, for me personally, it's amazing to see the richness of the traditional culture of such a small indigenous group compared to other Arctic indigenous people and to see how this culture is integrated into modern arts and music. So just go out there, have a look and just search for Sami um, modern music. It's really, really great and it's a very huge variety of all genres. Wonderful. I, I love this series. I mean, music is very near and dear to my heart and uh, getting this insight into different music that uh, that we're not all confronted with all the time is, I think, it would be a really good way to extend our horizon. So thank you for bringing us that. Um, before we... Uh, close out the episode. We have one little correction. Um, there was oh, a, yes. mis a misleading thing in the last episode that I think we'll, <laughs> we'll have to make not as misleading. No, that's true. Um, one very, very careful uh, listener came back to us um, with the correction that um, we actually put a comparison into our last episode when we talked about the size of Greenland and I intended to say that the length of the north and south lengths of Greenland is half the size of the north-south length of uh, Africa, which actually is also inaccurate because it's basically a little bit more than a third. <laughs> but I said that Greenland is half the size of Africa, and this is absolute nonsense, as yeah. uh, was correctly pointed out. So Africa, almost 15 times larger than Greenland. So thanks for pointing that out, and um, we definitely have to clear that. Um, unfortunately, it's recorded and it's out there. That's what so we podcasts are. They are out. <laughs> <laughs> but we can uh, correct that. So thank you very much. It's it's really great to see that we have listeners who um, really interact. And uh, you should, please, you should have said it was just a test, and you passed it. <laughs> 
please feel free if you um if you hear something you um think we uh, put in the wrong way in the wrong shoes feel free to answer um to give us a, a a drop line and um just yeah we just put it up in the next episode yes and if you want to tell us things then there are great ways to contact us uh or if we missed anything that you think we should have included or um if you're interested in more depth on anything you can write us an email to info at curiouslypolar.com that's also our website curiouslypolar.com where you find 99 other episodes plus this one 100 episodes about about virtually anything um concerning the polls and um we are also on twitter at curiously polar and the same on instagram and we're looking forward to hearing from you and uh i guess we'll be back in a week from now so thanks for i hope so <laughs> thanks for being here and talk to you soon take care